Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's the first Friday of the month, and that means Sunny and Dr. Alessandra, well, they're going to catch up on some of their respective adventures, challenges, and what's inspiring with them along the way. Specifically, Sunny is making a move while Dr. Alessandra <laughs> heads to Mexico. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Good morning. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. Uh, it is first Friday of the month here on Sunny in Seattle, which means I'm one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. Hello. And so Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW in Seattle, as well as 103.3 KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. And a quick disclaimer for our Petaluma folks that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteer staff, or underwriters. Um, so just for housekeeping, Alessandra, what is your mm. website or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> my, my <laughs> website or whatever is uh, alessandraduke.com. Awesome. And mine yeah. is goldenoversoul.com. Okay. So here we are, I think in the full spirit of transparency, we need to let listeners know we are pre-recording this segment today. So we will not probably have the same kind of awesome Benny involvement we usually have yes. because we are uh, being graciously accommodated in the auxiliary studio for you and I to have our conversation here today, um, mm -hmm. complete with leaf blowers in the background um, who just happened to come by the campground, our campground site. <laughs> As we started awesome. with perfect timing i feel like the universe does that though right it absolutely does so it yeah. makes us all giggle a little bit and hopefully mm -hmm. they will be on their way not too far into mm -hmm. our recording today mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. okay so um we have I, I think this is the coldest we've ever gone into a show before because we kind of Absolutely. scooted in from yes. our work days to record yes. this <laughs> yes. i'm and a little impressed with us actually i, I was thinking that goes. during the last hour i was like we haven't i haven't checked in with you yeah. not even at all we've no. said that before but we've at least had like a miniature check-in this time not yeah. at all yeah, because mm -hmm. I feel like in the past, we usually would have had at least a little Zoom chat or happy hour or yes. like, even though we've been in different states, um, the majority of the past year, um, mm -hmm. of course, when we've been on the road. Um, anyway, we've always had those check-ins. And this time, I know our life has been a little more hectic these days, which I'll talk more about. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that you have a lot going on as well. Um, so mm -hmm. anyway, we're, I, I think I'm going to be finding out things about your life that we have not, I just have no idea about. <laughs> and I have got some big updates for you yes. listeners out there as well. So I um, mean, I I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you, you already said, okay, here's these, you know, the lawn mower people going by <laughs> your campground. And so I'm just like, where are you? Where, where are you? What are you doing? Tell us, tell us where you're at. I okay. don't even know these things. It's amazing. 
Well, and I didn't know many of these until just the last couple of days, actually, where things have come together. Um, So we are uh, still at the KOA in Petaluma, which we rolled back into Petaluma. I guess, my gosh, still at, why would anyone even know that? The last time I talked to you, we hadn't even made it, I don't think, back into California yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, I will just say that before we hit the road back in April, we left from Petaluma around, it was like April around April 17th, I believe it was April 17th, because mm-hmm. we had to be down in Tucson in a certain number of days. So I thought in my mind, I think we'll probably be gone about six months. And sure enough, six months to, I believe the day we rolled back into Petaluma. So that would have been in late, uh, mid to late October, around October 17th, um, uh, which is so crazy. It, it felt like we were on the road forever. And then all of a sudden the road trip came to, I don't want to say a crashing halt, but it just was all of a sudden we looked up and we're like, Whoa, back in Petaluma. Mm-hmm. What now? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I just, um, we've been making decisions. I'll tell you more about what those decisions have been. Yes. Um, this campground, I don't know. I think some campgrounds have policies on these things, but like they have a, they have a, a limit on how many days you can stay here. And so I have been every three to four days going up to the front office, and like more and more, I don't want to say shamefully, but just like, oh God, I'm sure they're thinking her again. What is, what are they doing with their life? Can we extend for another four days? Can we extend for another five days? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, to-, to me, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I would be, inv- I would be imagining if they are thinking that it's from a very positive, like, what are they doing with their life? I want to do that also. <laughs> that is okay. That's a good reframe for it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I perceive mm-hmm. that they're like, oh dear, do we have to accommodate her again? Anyway, like um, the bless her heart that the, yeah. they say in the South. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I realized when I went up to the office this last time to extend for the final amount of days, we know this because things are going into motion next week. Mm. Um, okay. That will take us to another place. So I okay. went up to the office yesterday and said, this is our final extension. And she goes, yes, that's probably a good thing are you coming up on the 27 day limit? And I said, we absolutely are getting close, but I can assure you we will be gone before it's over. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, good thing. Good timing. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. So then what's going to (laughs) happen? Yeah. Are you like dying? Well, so I think the last time we talked, um, of course I was in Seattle and we got to do the whole zoom um, yeah, we were, we were in Seattle. I was in the studio uh-huh. the last time we did a first Friday and we got to see each other on the huge big screen TV in the studio. And it was so fun yeah. to be back. And I will say I was, uh, caught off guard perhaps. I, it doesn't, it's not a huge surprise to me, but I guess I didn't expect this feeling to be so intense, but it just felt so good to be back in Seattle. It just mm. felt like it, like Texas was never the, the, never no matter whether it was my hometown or Austin where I lived the majority of my time in Texas after mm-hmm. that it just never felt like home and going to back to Seattle just felt like ah oh, okay this is what people mm-hmm. talk about when they say going home to a place mm-hmm. that feels really meaningful um and so um I just we Chase and I both were like whoa blown over by this and I thought okay I know that we're not done with Petaluma I also know that we're clearly not done with Seattle what we're so up in the air, what do we do? And I basically just threw up a call to the universe. Like, you know, we talk about Tosha Silver a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Divine beloved. Like this is 
this is crazy. We love Seattle. We love Petaluma. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, wow, I feel my heart is so happy here. If we're supposed to come back to Seattle, please make it clear. Like, give us some good signs. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours, um, Chase's family member who has a company there, um, who he used to work for, actually, if he's worked for, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, like he was doing inventory in the warehouse when he was, you know, 11 years old on rollerblades, you know, he's been with, he knows this business. He's worked at at, at various points in his life. And the aunt said, I really, I really want you to come back. And, you know, there's, there, there are some future things with the company that, um, you know, she's getting close to when she wants to Mm -hmm. retire. And, and so there are some really cool potentials available. And so she said, Hey, but I want, I, I really want you to come back. And that was within like 24 hours of me saying, if we're supposed to come back, show, give us a clear inroad. Yes. Or show us. And I thought, well, okay. Oh, I- <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So they went into talks about that. And we, I mean, we're really sitting with it because, um, you know, Chase, one of the reasons we, we, we felt obviously very called to Northern California. Um, mm-hmm. being back here in Petaluma since late October. I see why I love it here so much as yeah. does Chase. Yeah. But we were like, oh my gosh, we have a lot of things to decide. So we just, we didn't put any pressure on it. And over the next couple of weeks, Chase and I talked a lot. Chase talked to his aunt, talked to his cousin, talked to the family, talked to, you know, all of these things. And as it turned out, it just, it, it, the, the circumstances were such that this was too much of a blessing of an opportunity not to, I mean, it, it, it just, it's very, I, as Sarah Landon talks about, and, um, you know, one of my favorite spiritual teachers and channels, you know, you know, when a decision is choiceless, like wait until it is mm-hmm. choiceless. And it really, it, it, it felt very choiceless to take this opportunity, mm-hmm. but <laughs> okay, so this hey, is like, uh-huh. I'm still right now, the window is open for me to reapply to divinity school. Those applications are due in early January to mid-February. All of the schools I have been looking, I thought, oh, maybe this, there's, you know, a couple of schools on the West Coast. I'm like, maybe that would work. And I look at their value statement and their beliefs and all that. And I'm like, oh, that is a big old body compass. No. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. I look at a program and they're no, they're not admitting people for this year or last year or something like that. It's like all the doors for West Coast schools do not seem to be flying open um, as far as good possibilities. So I'm left with all the schools I'm applying to are on the East Coast. Okay. Hmm. If Chase is geographically mm-hmm. tied to Seattle uh, and my schools are mm-hmm. in person on the East Coast, what do you do? Mm-hmm. So I am, I am, this is a really a good exercise in staying completely present without future tripping and epic proportions trying because my human (laughs) mind wants to figure out the logistics and wants to know how this is going to work. Um, but I trust that, I mean, first of all, I haven't even gotten in any of these places. We know from last year, there's a very good Uh chance I will not get in. So there may not even be a possibility that this will be a bridge we have to cross. So uh-huh. in any event, we are just following the next breadcrumb ahead of us, which is leading us back to Seattle. And we are moving back next week. <laughs> Whoa, what? Next week? It, it, okay. Can I, I, I know I'm like, <gasps> this is monopolizing the conversation here, but I, there are some other things that are kind of like the, it, when something, 
nothing was felt like it was known or coming together easily, effortlessly, harmoniously. And so we knew that just meant to stay put. Okay. So then I'm like, when, when Chase decides this feels like the right opportunity, I mean, we both did, but I mean, ultimately it's his decision because this will be the work that he will be doing. Um, and I'm like, okay, so we've got a storage unit full of furniture and belongings in Petaluma. What are we going to do with that? Do we leave it here until Mm -hmm. we potentially go somewhere else? Do we take it with us? And again, I put up a call to the universe and I, I had, you know, I've been doing, oh, you don't know this. I had some guests on um, about a month ago who um, have basically um, studied the ancient devotion of the rosary, which is mm-hmm. traditionally associated with Catholicism. But as it as his history has shown, it really is a devotion that predates religion and goes back, you know, 5,000 years or more. Mm-hmm. So they brought it kind of into the current and have made it where you can modify the prayers where they feel like truth to you. Cause I think sometimes they're a little, they're a little rigid. If you go with the traditional version or too rigid, for yeah. me, I'll say that mm-hmm. anyway, I've been working with the rosary. And so I said, okay, mm-hmm. let me pray some rosary around. Um, what are we going to do with these belongings? And the next day we get a call. There was this huge atmospheric river in California that was a, about a 36 hour. And I mean, a solid rainstorm, like something I've never seen before. It was, it really was like a river flowing from the sky for about 36 hours. It was really unheard of around here. Mm. And we get a call, mind you, we have an indoor storage unit at this facility in Petaluma. We get Mm -hmm. a call that we are one of two units in the entire facility that has had severe water intrusion. (laughs) So that means like, half of our belongings are so severely water damaged, we're not going to be able to take them with us. And so I'm thinking, okay, so we can get everything in a pod and this is, and we're going to have to, uh, there was that whole hassle of wanting to avoid the storage unit completely because, oh my gosh, it was so much effort to get everything in. We had to go down there and start pulling things out and looking at things. And I thought, okay, this is our sign. We're already having to go through the storage unit, (laughs) get this stuff in a pod at what's left of it and get it back up to Seattle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Well, and that it's not even like, I mean, could you get a clearer sign? You know, the universe is like, literally come get your stuff out of this storage unit. Right. (laughs) And here's some insurance money that will get you a couple of new things. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. And probably like even forcing your hand to get rid of some things that no longer need to come with you as well on this new chapter. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It has been a shedding in so many ways. And this is a physical shedding. And then the last, I'll just tell you the final serendipitous component on all this. Um, So once we know that the storage unit needs to be dealt with, this is our signal that we're going to go ahead and move everything back up into Seattle and get a a more permanent rental. Because I don't, I mean, if we're not going to buy anything in the near future, just Mm -hmm. we, there's too much, too many um, what's the word? Um, I guess dots to connect before we can yeah. make that kind of decision. A lot of moving so, pieces. If yeah, you will. no mm-hmm. pun intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew we just at this point we're like, okay, we'll just find a, a more long-term rental in Seattle. But we want to get up there and feel get the lay of the land. Do we want to live in our old neighborhood? Do we want to live kind of out of town, kind of like we've been doing in Petaluma? And so we jump on. And this reminded me so much of you finding places when you were on your cross-country journey. Um, mm-hmm. We jump on a site that we wouldn't normally use for short-term rentals, but um, 
Chase immediately found this cute little place that is within walking distance of our old house. And we kind of knew we wanted to start looking in our old neighborhood. Um, at least that was the beginning yeah. point. Cute little furnished rental that's available from mid-November until at least a month, maybe two, depending they're flexible on these things. Mm -hmm. And I call the moving company. I call pods. I contact this landlord, uh, potential landlord. And it was like all the pieces fell together in a period of 12 hours. The pod company could mm. only move on these days and they were perfect. The moving company was available. And then this rental unit, I think we were her only applicant. It had been on there for 30 <gasps> days. I guess it was what? not the right site for it perhaps or something because yeah. it was temporary furnished rental. Um, and I contacted her and she is so sweet. She basically waived all background checks and everything and and then I come to find out because everything's kind of being done through the message board of this or the message uh, service of this site. Her name yeah. is Sunny, spelled like <gasps> mine. No. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so that we were... <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. So she is the oh sweetest lady and, and she needs to go visit some family internationally for the holidays. And she was yes. just waiting on the applicant to come through. So she would buy her plane ticket and go. And it came together like 24 oh. hours. We were like, done, done, and done. <laughs> oh my goodness. And this is like on air when I'm hearing all of this for the first time. So, you know, I like to use a lot of profanity when I talk and especially when I'm shocked. And so I'm trying to be very careful with my words. Be SBC like, compliant, Alessandra. Yes. Whoa. I'm just over here like, whoa, this is, this is so, I mean, just, it sounds like you just got sign after sign of where you needed to go. And, you know, something about your entire road trip, which is like, you know, we talked about this when I was doing my own journey is like, you know, you set out just with such openness and letting go of any expectation of what needed to happen or had to happen or what you had to see or what you had to do. And mm -hmm. I just think it's really interesting, you know, as you've, as you've gone along that you have, you know, um, that it's guided you back, you know, back at least for now to this yeah. space that Seattle's calling you back. And, um, and I don't know that that would have been the expectation that you had when you set out, would it? No. Oh goodness. No, I, we really yeah. didn't have expectations. I didn't, I really yeah. thought maybe we would just stay on the road until I knew more about divinity school. Um, mm -hmm. I knew that we would enjoy, quite frankly, Chase didn't even want to go through Seattle because of the time of year we were traveling and he was so afraid it was yes. going to be rainy and he was just like, why right? would we even go through there? I said, yeah. no, I think we need to. And it just, we both looked at each other in such shock and thought, I know we're not fans of being in the city. We've loved being mm -hmm. in Petaluma. It just feeds us. And I'm so happy we got to ride out the pandemic in Petaluma. I think that was no accident, but, mm -hmm. um, being back in our old neighborhood that just we weren't finished and we're not finished with Petaluma either. I don't, I don't know how that's going to look only, only yeah. my soul and the universe knows how it will all come together to include these home places in yes. our lives that we connect with so deeply. But as I have come to find out, um, and the, the example I used to use was Chase, you know, how he came into my mm -hmm. life, everything I didn't know that was just the, the lock in, or the key in the lock of what my mm -hmm. soul needed. And then 
even on this trip, Movi arriving in our lives. My gosh, she's just turned out to be the most incredible, Mm -hmm. incredible addition to our family. Mm -hmm. Um, As Mm -hmm. hard as it was (laughs) uh, acclimating and and everyone getting used to each other. She is the dog that the universe picked for us and literally sent out on the highway. Yeah. So I know, I know if it happens in those areas, it can happen in other areas of my life. And I need to just relax and just keep following the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll I mean, to. it's really, it's, it's really phenomenal because, um, and, and such a, such an immense privilege to be able to do these kinds of adventures and to see yes. what opens up. Right. And it's like, I mean, you would have never guessed like, okay, by the end of this year, you know, you two will have a dog and be moving back to Seattle. (laughs) I mean, that was just like, (laughs) you know, of all the things that a cross country road trip could bring, you know? And it's like, and there's something, you know, that's just so magical about remaining open, you know, in that space. Um, So, I mean, I'm just in wow and shock. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say is, you know, um, as you were talking about, I don't necessarily feel, you know, complete with Petaluma, you know, all of this kind of thing. Like I, you know, I felt a similar sensation, um, you know, as I left Washington and, you know, am now staying in Florida, I noticed that even the word, you know, other people were saying to me like, oh, you moved to Florida. And that never felt true for me. Mm. You know, it feels like, you know, my, my body is here right? Mm. Some of my things are here because some of the things just still are lingering in Washington, right? But most of my things are here, but it feels like for now, this is, this is a home base, right? Because I think that I, you know, I really see myself as, you know, a citizen of this whole country. And as I, you know, as I've kind of bopped around more and, you know, especially after that journey and connecting with people who um, I just love so much and who are in various parts of the country, it just feels like, it kind of just feels like, no, I'm just kind of hanging out in this quadrant of the country for a little bit until I'm back in that other spot, you know? And so I think for some of us sort of soul seeking, not soul seeking, but you know, just really tuned into the soul's journey. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can ever feel like one location is the answer. Yeah. You know, I just have been thinking about that lately because it's like, I feel deeply connected and not connected to so Mm -hmm. many places and so many people and then redefining what home means too. Like does home mean when you're with your closest people or does it Mm -hmm. mean your house or does it mean your car or your camper? Does it mm-hmm. mean when you're with your person, your partner? Like, what does it, what does it actually mean? So I just, I spend a lot of time thinking about that, just being a little bit more nomadic and feeling like, okay, well, the next time my soul directs me to go to a different state or location, I'll heed that call. But until, until I get that sign, this is where I'm hanging out. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know about you, but um, for me, this has been, um, such a big exercise in um, trust. And I, we mm. talked about this so much when you were on your cross country mm-hmm. adventure. Oh, yes. Oh, you know, it was where, so painful. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but how else 
can you learn trust except mm-hmm. by actually taking the risk that things might not work out and, and doing right. it anyway. Right. Um, and it, so I, it's so funny. Um, I, I don't know what I expected at the end of this, but it, it is really challenging my cultural programming about mm-hmm. what a life is supposed to look like um, for us to be so, I don't, rootless is not the right word. I don't even know if that is a word, but mm-hmm. to be so nomadic, I guess, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, and so it, it, it's very timely. I've had two interviews. I did, I did another pre-record this morning, actually, today's mm-hmm. my day of pre-records. Um, yeah. I did a pre-record that will air later this month. And then, and then, um, I interviewed a gentleman last week, uh, Dr. Stephen Taylor, and both of them have themes in their work that is all about, it takes uh, an, uh, the removal of all the external stuff, like how you identify yourself. So that could be removal of uh, a job, losing money, uh, become, mm-hmm. losing everything through addiction, uh, or losing your marriage because the person walks away and you're kind of, you know, you're left single. And how do you define yourself without the person? Like the theme was it takes having everything, either, uh, you letting it go or it being taken away outside of your control mm-hmm. type of thing, um, to really have the ego or the small human self let go enough where the latent higher self or the soul can come through and really stretch its legs, see its mm-hmm. worth. And, and then that infiltrate like the rest of your human life. Like that's the mm-hmm. part of you that takes over in that instance. And that is exactly what I feel like is happening <laughs> for us mm-hmm. again, from a place of great privilege. We have our yes. trailer, we've been able to do this adventure, but in my own relative scheme of my life and what I know this has been an uncomfortable time for me for those reasons. And I, I asked this author this morning, her name is Corey Hahn. So you'll hear from her later this Mm -hmm. month on the show. And I said, because she, her husband announced that he was leaving. And then she, during the pan, this Mm -hmm. was like at the beginning of the pandemic. And then, and then she ended up losing, like her entire business was created on surf retreats that she takes women on around the world. So of course that shut down entirely. So her stream Mm -hmm. of income went away. And so, and she, anyway, those difficult things in her life, I said, she said, it really offered me an opportunity to see my self-worth. I didn't even realize how defined my self-worth was by being um, a spouse to my husband and having Mm -hmm. this surf business that made this money. And and it took having those things going away for me to really be able to, in the period of the pandemic, step into my true worth that comes from my soul. That's what we're, you know, and I asked her, did you think there's any other way you could have learned that? Cause this is a question I'm sitting with. How can Mm -hmm. you learn true soul self-worth without having the human stuff taken away in an uncomfortable way? And she said, Mm -hmm. I don't know any other way. (laughs) I don't know what your experience is with that, Alessandra, about, you know, the trust and learning to see yourself like whole without all the other, like whole as a nomad, yeah. as a single person, as a whatever. Yeah. Oh, um, well, and I think it's, you know, it's really challenging. I haven't, I haven't, I've always found that my times of most profound growth are from stretches of 
pain or overcoming or times when I just, things felt so stripped away or I felt so raw or I Mm. couldn't see the light, right? Or I couldn't see past a particular period of darkness that it's like out of those times have been the most growthful. So I've never... I've never really known a time that came without that, you know, and I think, um, you know, even on my own journey where it was like so many things were being stripped away, you know, um, where it's like my relationship of many years had, you know, that had gone away and my home had gone away and the dog I shared with my partner had gone away and my Mm. way of working and being had gone away and then leaving the state I had been living in and then (laughs) basically having all of my belongings in one car and then, you know, just feeling stripped down, stripped down, stripped down, stripped down. And I remember you know, even the tightness that I held um, around my business and things like that before I left Washington, you know, I don't even think I realized how tightly I was holding on, just gripping to what I thought I had to do, what I thought I needed to do, um, you know, and these various aspects of identity until it, it just started to be just kind of stripped away. And if I, I remember having this I was, I was driving and I was, I had my hands gripped on the steering wheel and I was thinking it was early on in the trip. And I was thinking about all of the things I needed to do and get done in this newsletter I had to send and I have to do this, or then this won't happen. And this person will be disappointed in this whole, you know, narrative that my brain comes up with around, Mm -hmm. especially for me, that work identity and me just feeling like I got the direct message of like, there's nothing you can do right now, but let go. There's nothing you can do right now, but let go. Because I literally had, I was, you know, driving in the middle of nowhere. I had a, I had an eight hour stretch to drive to get to where I was going to be staying. There was no one driving with me. So it's like, you know, having little sweet sessions with myself, like, oh, honey, like no newsletter is going to get written right now. You got to let go. You got to just let go. You know, and so just even feeling, even in that moment with my hands on the wheel, literally prying my hands off and just like, ooh, just easing up, like, it's okay to let go, you know? Yeah. And so for me, that's just been a huge, that's probably that hugest trust lesson is like, okay, I don't know, I don't know where this thing is headed. I don't know exactly what direction I'm going, which in, in our culture, it's like, well, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? And I'm like, geez, I have no idea what my next week plan is, you know, and letting it go and surrendering that over to the divine. It's just like practicing that again and again and again, help me build trust because I would see that, you know, I would figure it out. And it's not because, you know, something came popping and fell out of the sky onto my lap, you know, I still had to do, you know, be active in that process, but the letting go was, was what was so profound, um, in that whole, that whole process, but that all came building that trust muscle, which all came with it all being stripped down and being super painful. (laughs) (laughs) I know no other way. And of course it's like not, you know, for everyone, they don't have to go on a cross country journey to have, to have things stripped away. Right. I mean, it's like, you can be looking at your life and even thinking like, okay, what am I ready to shed? 
what am I, what am I right now ready to shed or am I willing to risk shedding in order yeah. to invite the new, right? Yeah. In order to take that risk. Mm-hmm. And I do want to point out, I know you and I are talking about this. And of course I mentioned the author that I spoke with and the, the gentleman last week and all of this, mm-hmm. all of these like dark nights of the soul to yeah. get to the transcendence and awakening. I know also uh, teachers, Sarah Lynn and in particular is the first one that comes yeah. to mind that, that believes that we don't have to have the terrible, uncomfortable human experience before we have the, the spiritual opening or awakening. So mm-hmm. I don't want to lead folks to believe you've got to have the horrible thing <laughs> before. To suffer. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I think it can happen. I think I, I don't want to limit things, but I will say I, my hunch is that at least for my own soul, I am inviting in these experiences to have a particular type of learning in this lifetime. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm up for the challenge, but my goodness, my human is very uncomfortable uh, at times mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. But, you know. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I think, you know, your, your soul cho- chose a more challenging path. Right. Like, and I remember talking to you about this at one point, you know, just talking about these various points of where it felt like, um, there wasn't, you know, necessarily conflict in my life. Like, um, like that I was fighting with somebody, but just like conflicting, like, ah, this kind of the rub of like, oh, this thing doesn't feel good. And now I need to, I need to go this other course and blah, blah. And you said, well, what if that's like, what if that is your soul's agreement? to live in this way, to take the more challenging course, you know, to take that like course that has more conflict. Right. Yeah. And I remember sitting over sushi with you and being like, whatever, Sunny, (laughs) I did not sign up for that. I'm sick of that, you know, and now, but I see it so clearly. It's like, oh no, I mean, I'm yeah. For this lifetime, that is that, that is in a lot of ways throughout my life. Like how my soul has chosen to learn the lessons has been through those, through those pain times and those hardships. And I tell you, it's really, it really helps my work with clients. And oftentimes Mm -hmm. something will happen, you know, um, I say through me, right. Not to me, but through me, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it might even be just a couple of days before a client comes to me and says, gosh, you know, I've really been struggling with X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, wow, thanks universe. You just Uh put me through that 48 hours or 24 hours before, you know, so I've got a taste, you know? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. So that's some of the, well, I feel like definitely those are my updates. And now is it, is it appropriate to, I don't even know. I think we should have talked about this too, but there's a reason we're pre-recording the show because yes. you will be somewhere on first Friday. Do you want, I mean, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> about things. Like, do you, what do you want to say about that? Alison? Yes. Well, yes, I do want to say that um, the reason that we're doing the pre-record early, which I su- super appreciate is because I'm taking a little trip to Mexico Woo. and I'm very excited. And um, I have a special someone in my life who, um, took the reins on planning a trip for me, which I think is my truest love language you can probably use is handling details of things like this because my brain doesn't like to do that, sit down and focus on that. And so 
Um, you know, so I've got someone that uh, really enjoys that piece. And so I'm really excited to, um, to be able to go on a, on a little adventure trip, just purely um, for pleasure. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the midst of leading my, um, the Brink Academy, when, one of the programs that I lead, and, you know, we're right smack dab in the middle of talking about how to bring more pleasure into your life and how you can sort of tune in to turn on in all of these different ways in your life, what, you know, what in your life can really, um, uh, light that fire for you or spark joy for you. And so, um, I'm very pleased to be headed to a place where I can, I'm like, lounging by the pool lights my fire and being by the beach and all of this. So I'm really, really excited about that. Oh, I'm excited too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm quite envious. It has been such a long time since I've taken a beach vacation. Yeah. Um, and Mexico is so beautiful. Yes. Uh, it's so stunning. And I just, I, I just feel so grateful that I am getting to do something like this, you know? So that's why we're doing the pre-record. Um, mm-hmm. and then I also just had a recent visit to, um, to Seattle a few weeks ago. I think I just missed you. I, I came, I came after you had left. Um, yes, but different yeah. than the Seattle trip that was earlier, like some, like, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause yes. I, I, yeah. And it's interesting, my relationship with Seattle, there's, you know, even as you talk about, um, you know, you making the decision to move back there, at least for now, it's like, I think about, oh, you know, it does, it does still tug at my heartstrings there. Right. And maybe people would experience this with whatever, whether it's a location or a job or a person or whatever. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting for me being back there because, um, Florida still doesn't have that, ah, I'm home kind of feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Seattle still has some like, um, yeah, not, I, I can definitely tell that if there was a time for me to return there, it is not beckoning me. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you diplomatically put that. I, <laughs> I do not feel solicited by Seattle or the state of Washington. Yeah, I can just, <laughs> and it's one of those things, right? Where there's a knowing. And I think that, you know, my human mind is like, well, wait, like, what if you consider it? You know, I've got you know, friends there that I've had for years. And I love that I know my way around there and all of these things. And there's, you know, there's definitely, uh, something that I'm, you know, I'm needing to be here for. It's been really, it's been really clear. And I think, I think sometimes, um, when the universe leads us to these places, I just recently heard um, Tosha Silver talk about this in her forum call where, you know, um, you know, you can feel led, you know, all of these things can just open, open, open. Like you're talking about with Mm -hmm. you and Chase, just like, okay, Mm -hmm. the signs are so obvious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we were talking about me moving here, it was like, the signs were so obvious. It's like, 
the, Florida, this home, everything couldn't have welcomed me in more, right? Yeah. There is definitely a reason that I'm supposed to be here. And yeah. it's interesting in that kind of what feels like, a, um, like there's kind of the like, the sort of the doing and then the having, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm really good at like the doing and the, ooh, I don't know. And this is painful, but I'm unsure. Let's see, mm-hmm. let's discover. <laughs> but when it's like, oh, now I'm here. And I'm in the habit. <laughs> and I just, I have the house and I'm living and, you know, you're, you gotta work on the lawn and, you know, like do the adulting. And it's just like, well, well now, mm, well, wasn't there something else you're going to like surprise me with, you know? And so it can, it can, if you allow it feel like oh well why did I do all this I just miss my friends or I just miss this and it's like still holding on to doesn't mean that you have to you know be in a new place or be in your new thing that you felt called to forever but it's like there's something for you right now and so I still feel that and you know I feel that in my um you know in my in my home life I feel that in my love life here it's just like okay I'm here with good purpose. Florida is not done with me yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I have ascertained after my most recent visit to Washington. So yeah, we'll see about that. Mm -hmm. And that's such a testament to the unique nature of each of our souls and what, um, what is going to fit them best. And isn't there a whole like, um, uh, oh, is it astro cartography? That's some type Mm. of uh, I want to say astrology that looks at basically where on earth is going to be your best geographic location based on, you know, the energetic container of your soul and that, you know, your chart. And um, yeah, so definitely Florida is that for you. And I know pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and (laughs) just like you feel about Washington, I'm like, I am quite sure Florida is not the place for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think most of my close friends feel that way. They're like, "Mm -hmm. I know that that's not for me. (laughs) So needless Um, to say, down here in Florida, I do miss my close friends. Yeah. yeah. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I do Mm -hmm. remember, I, I, I do remember the magical circumstances, the things that came together. So beautifully about you know meeting the real estate agent and then the real estate agent knew the guy that ended up you bought your the car from yeah anyway yeah the signs were wild yeah the signs were so freaking clear it was awesome I think it's really important for me to remember and and sometimes when I um you know, when I'm like getting into just, you know, the everyday, okay, mm-hmm. I live here. My stuff is here. I know where my socks are, you know, those kind of yep. basic, like settling in things. Um, then I forget to like, yeah, the, the work doesn't end though with the universe. So it's yep. like looking at, you know, okay, so how about, you know, working on making some new friends, right? I hear my clients all the time talk about like, mm-hmm. oh, making friends as a grown up is hard. Right. And Mm so it's just like, how about working on that and handing that over to the divine, right. To allow the, 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 
the right people to come for me that are right at the, you know, for this time in my life or whatever experiences that I'm supposed to have here. I think, um, sometimes when I'm very aware that I'm in, um, an active process of co-creating with the divine, um, I'm in it, I'm with it, you know, I'm journaling every day, I'm meditating every day. And then when it's just in the havingness, that can fall by the wayside. So I'm sure I'm not alone in that. (laughs) No, is that, I was just going to ask you, what do you tell if you had a client that said to you exactly what you just said to me, what would mm-hmm. you tell them? I mean, you may have just said that, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious. It's so funny. Cause whenever you ask this question, I'm just like, girl, I'm lazy. I don't want to <laughs> think about what I would say. <laughs> you tell me, you tell me. No, I think, I think I would just say like, um, that you've got so much evidence to, to show how divinely supported you are. And so yeah what would be the practices that you can return to even now, right? Even in the mundane tasks of buying new sheets, God is with you, right? Even in the task of reaching out to new friends or entrepreneurs, God is in that too, right? Even in getting these new area rugs off of Facebook marketplace, right? (gasps) Dear divine beloved, please guide me to, yeah. to the, the right rugs and people to help yes. me have this, you know, have this home feel just as it should. Right. Um, so I think that I would encourage that person if I was my own client to just return to that because, and that's such a comforting place for me to be too. I like, I like living a life that is hand in hand with the divine, you know? And so I think that it's just reminding me of that. Yeah. And I feel like you built your muscles up big over the mm-hmm. your cross country adventure. And now you get to, um, what's the, you kind of like, if you're climbing a mountain and you reach a plateau and you get to rest for a little while and enjoy the view, I feel like that's where you are. And that when you can enjoy yeah. the view, sometimes that's where you are able to access, um, uh, the, the place of stillness easier than when you're moving place to place. You know, I'm saying this from personal experience now, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to have a spiritual practice routine, for example, or some yeah. of the things that I find that help me connect. Um, I'm looking forward to being back planted in the having for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I find, I mean, even as you're talking about like, okay, looking out at, you know, that, like that Vista point and being able to just take in the view that is, that is one of Um, I'm just having like a little bit of an aha moment as we're talking Ah. because, um, you know, that's one of the hardest things for me is to really (sighs) enjoy like, Hey, these amazing things have happened. Can you just let yourself have them? You know, cause ah. I'll tell you that even as I've gotten things for my home and, um, and it's looking more and more like a reflection of me, which is so fun to see after being nomadic for a while. And, yep. um, you know, and also being in a partnership that didn't quite reflect who I was. And so yeah. being able to see myself and my surroundings feels really nourishing right now. And it's interesting that there is that fear voice that will come in and say, yeah, but if you get all this stuff, you have to make sure to like rent out your house, like rent it, you know, put it on a website so you can rent it so you can make money off of it. Right. Like it's not just that like, oh no, 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 no. Like you just get to enjoy this. You can just 
enjoy your home. You don't even have to let anybody stay there. You could, <laughs> you could just have it all to yourself. Did you know uh, that? Wow. You know, and that's something I really, I really struggle with that, that receiving, being yeah. in the receiving. Mm-hmm. And the having, yes. Allowing yourself yeah, and the to have having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Because I mm-hmm. do remember when you were, for example, getting the house or you got the car and this was a car that was, um, you know, of course, you know, these are your words, you know, you bought it used and everything. You were very yep. conscious about it, but it was the kind of car that you had yes. always wanted. Yes. And you finally <laughs> rewarded yourself with it. Yeah. And it was, you, I, I can't remember how you said it. It was something like you were looking around, like, am I really allowed to have this? That, yes. and that whole, I hear this from clients all the time. The other shoe is going to drop when things are good. Yes. The other shoe is going to drop. Um, and yeah, that is, well, okay. I think I told you that story where I was taking pictures of it. Cause I was admiring it, you know, <laughs> it's a 2010, but I'm just like, look at this beauty. Right. <laughs> and I was admiring it and a, and a police officer pulled up. And my stomach just dropped and I got so nervous because I thought, oh no, oh no. Like now you've done it, right? Like now oh. you're in trouble. Like it even, it even felt like that. Like you're not allowed to have that nice thing. Oh, right? I don't re- No, Alessandra, I don't think you've ever shared. That I didn't tell you that. The- yeah. No. And he was, he was so funny because it was so perfect because I could feel my stomach sink. And he slowed way down in front of me. So he was, in, he was driving in between me and my car because I had stepped across the street to take a full yes. shot of her. I yes. was like, she's so beautiful. I think I was taking pictures for you actually, because you're interested and wanted to see. So yeah. I stepped across the street and then he pulled up, got really slow. And my, um, my stomach just sank, 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 sank. And I was like, oh no. And, um, and he goes, he yells out the window, photo bomb. Oh my God. <laughs> and I just like started cracking up because I thought, oh, that's so interesting that I've got that, you know, like, it's kind of like, um, what we talk about in the big leap by Gay Hendricks, right? Yeah. That, like how much, you know, how much good can you stand right before mm-hmm. you start to unconsciously self-sabotage, right? Yes. Getting in that having and all of these different ways that we feel like we're maybe betraying our origins or, you know, some different belief systems and things like that. That book is really good. If, if people haven't read it, you should check it out. Oh, um, yeah. But I think that that is, um, yeah, that that was, you know, one of those occurrences for me, you know, and I think I've reached a level with that, with the house too. Yeah. So how do you, um, because I have the same, this syndrome or upper mm-hmm. limit, um, and in my own way. And I know I, as I mentioned, I have clients talk about this all the time. If things are mm-hmm. getting really good, you know, oh my gosh, when's the other shoe going to drop? Yeah. How do you practice receiving what is truly yours and, and enjoying mm-hmm. the having of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's a work in progress. And so I think that, um, I, you know, it really helps me to get present, right. And mm-hmm. to just like tune in to senses, like, you know, even to catch myself and like, oof, but could you just enjoy it right now? Uh-huh. It's like maybe what I'll sweetly say to myself. I try to be very kind. Um, yeah. because, uh, you know, oftentimes it's like, 
there's some kind of whatever inner kiddo or some, you know, some part of you that's, that's wounded, that believes that, that believes somehow that you shouldn't have it, or you'll be in trouble or you're not deserving. That's there for a reason. And so I'll try to tend to that and say like, how about just for just right now, like take a deep breath in, you know, Mm -hmm. just for right now, like notice what's around you or just for right now, you know, or I'll start, um, uh, you know, just making a list of gratitudes when I start to feel myself get a little spinny, you know, just, mm. oh, I'm so, I'm so grateful for these things. You know, I'm um, constantly expressing gratitude for those things that I mentioned too, because they yes. are harder for me with the having. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yes. Do you have something that you do? Yeah, actually, I'm glad you asked because I was thinking, oh goodness, what what would I say to that question? I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah. Um. So I I started working with the idea of receiving, um, and started doing some affirmations, and I think some of them come from Tosha Silver, and others come from other places, but it's really about receiving because I tend to be someone who's like, oh no no, don't help me with that, don't give me mm-hmm. that, no I won't. I was always the one that you know back in my old life, I wanted to be the one to pay for dinner. I didn't want anyone to pay for dinner when I was you know very blessedly able to do those things in a big bigger way with mm-hmm. when I was with my ex-husband, I never would allow people to do for me. Yeah. Um, and so now that I am, you know, a, a entrepreneur and I, it really mm-hmm. does involve getting support and receiving compensation for what you do in the world. I really have had to work on that. And what I noticed is that when I would practice these affirmations, like I receive, or there would be an affirmation that would say, you know, let me receive in every possible way, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would notice a catch, like a contraction in my heart area. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually did work with an energy worker because I said, look, when I'm doing these affirmations, something is not landing because there's, there's a contract contraction in my body, which tells me there's, there's a, something going on in my subconscious or something yeah. down there that is preventing me from truly taking this in and then of Mm -hmm. course receiving. So mine was over the course of energy work. Now I not, I'm not perfect at receiving and being in the having, I still feel undeserving or still feel like Mm -hmm. the other shoe is going to drop, but I can now say those affirmations Mm -hmm. without having the catch in my heart area. Um, and, yeah. and the energy invo- work involved me going, there was like some past life stuff that came up. There was, mm-hmm. you know, just body stuff and all of those things. So um, yeah. anyway, that worked for me. So oh, I, know we're, I love it. <laughs> we're less than a minute we're left. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So with that, and I really feel like we nailed it with <laughs> not knowing what either one had been up to. It was all brand new, fresh content, not only yes. for people listening, but totally for us. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. We are continuing to work our muscles of, uh-huh. of showing up and trusting that what needs to come through will come through. So yes. Yes. with that, Absolutely. <laughs> we bring first Friday of November, 2021 to a close. You have been listening to Sunny in Seattle and because it is first Friday. Oh my. That was our time for the show. If you heard that, Um, (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks, Benny in Seattle. And thank you, Jeff and Petaluma. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.